I swear sometimes my mind drift. Gotta be supernatural, you make it from dying here. Hey, I lost the closest thing to my heart and almost drowned in tears. But granted, Liz is still standing. I would never hide a fear. I stand bold on these ten toes. Said I was gonna do it and I did it. Niggas talk, but I'm never moved by their opinions. I make music for those that love the culture. Women that's in tune with they children. And all the go getters that made it over. I do this for the forgotten city of Macon, Georgia. They wrote us off as old as Redding, but the wait is over. What's going on out there, everyone? It's your boy, Mike Ryder, Mr. Accountability, the man behind the microphone. And we're here. You're tuned in to another episode of Mike Ryder Talks. I got a special guest in the building with me tonight. It's going to be a goodie. I promise you. Y'all come in, get comfortable, whether you're on the Facebook Live, whether you're on the YouTube Live, or you're watching it on the replay. I promise you're going to like this. Okay. Before I get into the guests, let me get into the supporters. Y'all know I've been doing this for a couple months. I'm trying to grow the platform. I thank everyone who's been rocking with me, everybody who's been patient with me. If you want to support the platform because I'm trying to grow it, man, hit the cash out. Dollar sign Mike Ryder. You know what I'm saying? Anything will help. A dollar, five, 10, 20. I can keep going. Any donation helps. If y'all remember my first interview, it was low budget. It was blurry. It was ugly. I ain't have nothing like all this stuff that I'm doing right here. I ain't have none of that. You know what I'm saying? So like I said, support the podcast. I'm trying to grow. We're getting better with time. Only way from here is up. You can find me on Facebook, YouTube at Mike Ryder Talks. It'll come up plain and simple. I'm the only Mike Ryder Talks. Type it in on YouTube. Type it in on Facebook. Hit the follow, hit the subscribe, hit the like to the page. Man, let's get to it. I got a special guest in the house with me tonight. I got someone who is ambitious. She's a mother. She's an entrepreneur. Small business owner. She comes from the middle Georgia area. You know what I'm saying? She come from the same area that we come from. And you know what? I ain't going to make the intro no longer. Spe special guest. <laughs> See, still got the butterflies like I told you. Special guest in the house with me tonight. I got none other than Benicia Wheeler. How you doing, baby? Hey, how are you? I'm good. What about you? Good. Doing good. Doing good. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor, man. Um, before we go any further, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Venetia, but most people call me Van. Um, I am a mother of three. I am a business owner um, of my own transporting company, as well as um, a credit specialist. I own the company. I also am a full-time claims adjuster at an insurance company in the Atlanta area. Okay. Okay. What, um, what insurance company do you work for? I work for farmers insurance. Farmers insurance. That's one of the top ones there. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. How long have you been, um, a claims adjuster? I've been a claims adjuster for six years. Um, I started at Geico and Macon on the phone. Um, I had a claim with Geico cause I was insured with them. And um, basically, they came out and looked at my car, um, and they was, and I was like, "Hmm, I want to do that." And um, <laughs> I applied for the job, and um, I this eventually got it after I applied to Geico three times. I eventually got it, and I relocated to Marietta, Georgia, and I stayed with Geico for two years. Left them went to American Family for two years and um, well, actually three years. And now I've been an adjuster with Farmers Insurance. Farmers Insurance, you love it there? They treat I, you good? They treat you good. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm stepping up. <laughs> hey, ain't nothing wrong with moving up, baby. Right, right. You say you are a mother of three, correct? Mm-hmm. Single mother? 
Yes. Mm-hmm. How are you able to juggle two businesses, a full-time job, mm-hmm. and three children? Um, it takes a lot of patience. Um, it definitely takes a village to raise these kids. Um, I have a great support system as far as like my friends, majority of my friends, um, and a little of my family. Um, what I do is I just manage and make it work. Basically, um, I feel like I have to go hard for them because no one else is going to go more, you know, harder for you than your, the woman that gave you life. So, um, mandatory that, you know, I go hard for them because I'm really, you know, at the end of the day, (laughs) I'm you. Yeah, most definitely. And you have, um, I'm looking at the picture here. You have a daughter who look like she's probably about 10, but you have twins. Yes. Uh-huh. I, I know those two. twins are a handful. Yes, they are. I have a, a six-year-old. Her name is Camille. Um, and my twins, they're one. That is Christian and Kathy. And they're and both. Oh, y'all look alike. <laughs> what did you say? I didn't hear you. I said they're both Geminis. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> but all y'all look alike. Like, y'all look like... A set of twins, like a big set of quintuplets or whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, you have a beautiful family. I know it gets hard at times. Yes, it does. It does. Doing it by yourself, you are who they lean on. So I know that this is your main motivation. What else motivates you? What motivates me the most is um coming from where I came from and the progress I've made along the way. Um, Basically, it took me a while to get where I wanted to be, but every milestone and stepping stone made me jump further and jump further and jump further each time. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, You're from the Macon, Georgia area, correct? Mm -hmm. What part of Macon are you from? Really from all sides. (laughs) Um, Initially, we lived on the east side. um, And um, we lived on the east side, and we had to move from the west side after my father was killed when I was 11. I'm sorry Um, to hear that. Yeah, we moved from the east side to the west side. And then from the west side, um, we had another tragedy in my family, which was my older brother. And um, Mm -hmm. from the west side, we moved to the south side after I left Warner Robins because we moved to Warner Robins before then and I moved to the south side and after the south side we basically just moved solely back to Warner Robins okay how was it and I know you just listed the tragedies that happened and I'm sorry about that but how was life in making for you because that's like in the 90s right when you lived there 90s and early 2000s yes Mm -hmm. um you know it really didn't affect me the way it would have as an adult because I really didn't know everything that was going on as a child. Um, Living in Macon, it was okay. Um, You know, I had a great two-parent household and uh, my dad, he really was a great provider, a protector, everything. And my mother was a, a, um, a great mother while, you know, her and my father were together. Okay. Okay. So I can tell you had that good foundation, man. Let's go ahead and get into the business. You have a transport service mm-hmm. as well as the financial service, the credit restoration, the credit counseling. Which one did you start first? The transporting services. Let's get to it then. Yeah. All right. So basically, the transporting service started because I was a claims adjuster, of course, and I used to go to all of these tow yards, and I used to see everyone with their dually truck with a trailer attached to it, and they were hauling cars here and there, here and there. Mm-hmm. And I was interested in, you know, seeing what it was about because I knew it was a very lucrative business. Um, so, you know, I, um, the most important thing in Atlanta or anywhere or in life in general it's networking to me because I feel like you have to start talking to people 
because you never know who knows somebody and who that person know and what that person does or what the next person does. Um, so That's I ended up um, coming in contact with a guy who had a contract with Copart. And um, that is basically a tow yard. And he needed um, over 300 cars moved. And they paid a lot per car. So that really motivated me to get the truck in order to help him out as far as the contracting business of the moving the cars. How long have you had the transport service? I started it in March. I want to say March, March. March so of I, this year? So recently I've... I've I've uh, led away from it and I'm working on something else as far as um, delivering packages for FedEx. So I'm working on that next project now. Okay. Hey, man, I wish you the best of luck with that. Not me personally delivering it, but someone else that I'm going to hire to deliver the packages. Hey, that's even better. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Right. The most important thing to me is I'm already busy, so I got to... Find ways to let the money make itself and use other people's money to finance my life. And you know what? I'm glad you said that. A lot of people don't understand. And I was one of those people. Mm-hmm. You don't have to put your hands on everything. You don't have to be the person out there doing the hard work. No, you don't. Not it's going to take up a lot of your time. Yes, 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 yes. It does. It would take a lot of my time if I was to try to do every project. And also, I got three kids. <laughs> it would be very time consuming. And also, you know, not only just having three kids, I also need time to take care of myself as well. So that would be a lot mm-hmm. on me. So, um, my most important goal is to let the money make itself and just go from there. How did you come? Like, how did you? develop a mindset like that at such a young age? I think the reason why I developed this mindset at a young age is because of who my father was and well, still is, even though he is deceased, nothing changed. Um, He was a great man. He really taught me how to work hard. Like even when we were kids, my daddy used to have us outside picking onions, picking weeds, laying (laughs) up, picking up trash, selling watermelons, like my daddy used to have us in the shop sanding parts and all kinds of stuff. Really? Yes, like he really taught me how to work hard. And he always used to tell me, he was like, nobody wants a sorry woman. And I always yeah, remember that. Hey, he was like, you can be pretty. He was like, he used to always say I was pretty. But he was like, nobody wants a sorry woman. So yeah, he always told me that. So. You had a smart dad. Yes, I did. One of the best. So that instilled the knowledge that you have right now and that mentality that you have right now into you throughout the rest of your life to current day. Correct. And my daddy passed when I was 11. He had life taken um, from him um, in 2005. Mm. Like I'm sorry. Yeah. And I mean, I've learned, you know, I've gotten a lot better with it. Um, It still hurts to this day because I feel like everybody, a lot of people have their dad and I don't, but um, I am his legacy and um, I carry that very seriously. Yeah. See, my dad died when I was 10. Mm. So I was right behind you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm a little older than you, but Mm -hmm. age wise, when it happened, Mm -hmm. I right up under there. You know what I'm saying? Got you. Got you. Um, let's get into the financial service. Um, what made you want to start VW Financial? Um, the reason why I wanted to start VW Financial is because um, a lot of people have bad credit. <laughs> they do. Yes. And so I felt like that was the most important thing for me to do in order for you know everyone to gravitate towards me because having a business is very important and a lot of people want businesses and don't know how to take care of it um they want houses and don't know how to get it they want cars and don't know how to finance it um it's just a lot of things that come until with it so i i know i understand that um I understand that 
um, is very important. Okay. Okay. Give me one second. Do you have any tips, any gems, any jewels you can give the people who are watching and listening to this on how they can better their credit, um, their financial situation, any kind of game you want to give to them? Um, of course. Um, I feel like um, the most important thing is, is when someone says no, don't take that first no and think that's it. Keep going, keep striving, keep pushing, and never give up. Never give up. And even when things don't go your way, um, that doesn't mean that that is the final no that God has placed in your life. It just means that that is a one no. And don't let that deter you from anything else in life that you want to do. Gotcha, gotcha. That because I need to send something out. How long have you been doing this? Um, doing what exactly? The VW Financial. Okay, the VW Financial is my newbie. I've been doing that for about almost two months now. <laughs> <laughs> so that is just one of the things I've been working on. Also, I am in the process of getting my real estate license. So when I get done repairing their credit. I'm already in the door to sell them a home as well. Oh, wow. So um, that's something that I'm working on as well. Um, I just look forward to actually to um, actually live like in the, helping their people live in the results and also helping people as far as having them buy houses and buy cars and Doing things they never even imagined doing. That's what's up there. I'm going to get back to it. Give me one second. My man, Gaming with the Prince. He's in a podcast that I do with Battle Rap. What's up, nephew? This is my Twitter nephew. <laughs> okay. um, OG Wolf, what's going on, bro? I just want to shout out the comments real quick. OG Wolf is um, he's someone I interviewed last week. Very powerful interview. He's dropping next week. Dre, one of my best boys. What's good, Dre? Southern Vegan. What's going on? I already know. Uh, come on. Got some of the best food here. Southern Vegan Soul here in Macon, Georgia. They got some of the best Ooh. vegan food you can find. Palm, that's my man off of Twitter. What's good, y'all? Y'all know what time it is. If you drop your comments, I'm going to shed some light on your comments. I'm going to put you on the screen. Share the broadcast. You might have shared it and it wasn't able to be visible to your people. I had a little technical difficulty a few minutes ago, but we fixed that. So everybody should be good and able to see it. Y'all come in, get comfortable. You know what time it is. Yes, I did say it. Y'all had the best vegan foods. You know I feel like that. Um, I'm glad that you said you want to be able to help people to fix their credit, to... After they fix their credit, you can put them in a house. You can, you know, help them to finance cars. What's going on? That's my sister there. I know you're ready, man. You um, about 20 minutes late, baby. Anyway, <laughs> you want to help your people. And it's not about race. But down here where we're from, stereotypically, us black people, we rent apartments or we rent homes and we buy these used cars. We're not that financially savvy. You know what I'm saying? So you doing something like this, it really would help the people. It really would help our people. Correct. And not only that, I want to start going to certain high schools because I mm. feel like if someone would have grasped me in high school, um, ninth grade, maybe okay. 10th grade, those are the most important years I feel like in the individual's life. And I feel like if someone would have grasped me then to tell me how important credit was and what was unsubsidized and subsidized loans with schools and just like little stuff that you just really have to learn on the way, um, like things that I feel like everyone should know about and they don't. And it's like 
you lose a lot of time in life because here you are trying to correct your errors on the in your young life, and now you're trying to play catch up in your old life because you did so many things that affected you in your young life. That's a fact. I feel like that's most important. Like if some people can, you know, if like if I can get a group of people to go to the schools with me and talk to the young individuals there who really don't know where to go, who don't decide to go to college. Even if you are undecided of, you know, whether or not you want to go to college, you can still go to college for two years and take your core classes. So you just won't be doing nothing, getting into trouble, creating a record, you know, you know, just, just doing nothing. And um, I think that's most important. I got somebody in the comments. They said, I need to link up with VW Financial. I really could use that. Matter of fact, that's the guest from last week. Um, okay. okay. <laughs> his name is OG Wolf on Facebook. Okay. Well, my IG is B Willer Financial. So just hit me up or you can follow me or like my page on Facebook, which is VW Financial. That's the page on Facebook. VW Financial. Anybody who's looking at this, type in VW Financial. This will be what pops up. You had a green logo on the profile picture and on the background picture. Uh, you also have an Instagram. <laughs> you also had an Instagram. VW or uh, V Willer Financial on Instagram. It had a green profile picture. And then as you can see on the screen, these are the posts that will pop up. So follow her, like her page, contact her. She's here to help you. Um, let's get back into that. So you were saying that you would love to be able to take a group of people out to do like different seminars, I guess, or talk to the younger crowd to educate them. Correct. Correct. Um, um I really feel like they need it the most, especially, especially the kids that don't have real guidance, like parents that really if you have to know, you, in order to teach someone, you have to know yeah. something. You have to know it. So nine times out of 10, if they don't know it, it's because their parents didn't teach them or they, they didn't okay. have the knowledge to, to keep recurring. So I feel like me personally making a foundation for my kids, I want to help the next child make it so they can make a foundation for their kids or the next person as well. I feel like it's most important. I feel like I, you know, some people, when they get to a certain level, they get greedy and they don't feel like they need to help other people. And I feel like personally, I don't matter. It doesn't matter how much I make. I'm always going to help somebody and I'm always going to be cost effective because <laughs> that's just who I am. <laughs> but um, I just feel like uh, if I can help somebody, I'm going to do it regardless. So you are a blessing to the community. I got another person. It's my sister. She said, I'm here for the credit repair. I'm interested in buying a house in the next year. I'm oh, oh we getting you people yeah. now. <laughs> you said what now? Let me fix your credit and sell you a house too. She she'll be willing. My sister is she's a very intelligent person, but like most of us, just bad situation. So like she says she's all of us. All of yeah. us. We are a part of our environment. And um, sometimes we get caught up just like everybody else. Um, you know, things happen. Things get, go beyond our control. So I definitely understand. And I'm no one to judge. Everything that I talk with my customers about are completely confidential. Um, no one knows about your score. No one knows about what you owe, who you owe, how much you owe, and how bad of debt you have. It's completely confidential. Let's get it then. As y'all can see on the screen, on the bottom of the screen, I got the ticker. That's a phone number. That's her website. Hit her up. Be in contact with her. Pretty sure she's not hard to talk to. Well, y'all can see that right now. She ain't hard to talk to. <laughs> no, and the people no. rocking with you. Look, she said, yes, ma'am. You know what I'm saying? All right. Well, my wolf said, yes, I definitely need that. Hit her up, bro. Your interview dropping next week is a fire one. Um <laughs> Thank you. Anybody thank who's watching this, hit the like, hit the share. You know what I'm saying? We're about halfway through, but we still got a lot of stuff to cover. Um, 
Like I said, hit the like, give me some hearts, whether you're on YouTube, Facebook, hit the share. Oh man, see, we got even more people. Yes, ma'am, I'm interested in getting the house. I know how to get in contact with you. Hey, well, let's get it, Raven. <laughs> hey, and honestly, I'm going through the process now of building my credit up. You know what I'm saying? So when it comes time to get a house, you got first dibs. Mm -hmm. And also, if you don't know, it doesn't take a lot of money to become a homeowner. There's mm. so many programs out here that want you to own a house <laughs> that it doesn't take a lot. All you need is a good score and a good 60 days worth of good bank statements, basically. Um, it doesn't take a lot. Maybe uh, a couple thousands in the bank to show a little revenue or you know, little assets, but it doesn't take a lot to become a homeowner at all. It's so many programs in Georgia that you wouldn't even know nothing about unless you research it. So it's definitely an easy process. All you need is the score and a good track record. So. And you have access to building the credit score, mm -hmm. the houses, of course, mm -hmm. I'm working all on the, the programs. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Y'all need to contact this girl. Let me let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. As far as the houses, because I've asked you about the financial part, the mm -hmm. transport part. What made you want to get into putting people in homes as well? Because that is the most life-changing, one of the most life-changing events that a person can go through and if I can be a part of that, if my if they can have a memory of myself in that, um, I'm sure that they'll tell their cousin, their mama, <laughs> their auntie, their sister, <laughs> how well I took care of them and how smooth the process was. And also, I feel like everyone deserves that type of opportunity. And I want everyone to be a homeowner. It's a very great experience. Um, to own something, you can paint the wall blue, purple, green, <laughs> orange. Whatever you want to do. Your property, you don't have to worry about breaking a lease. You don't have to worry about any late fees that are outrageous, evictions. You know, you don't have to worry about that. It's it takes a lot for you to lose your home versus you getting evicted. So that's just that's just throw that out there. And rent is a whole lot more than mortgage. And mortgage is something that you are investing. Rent is a recurring payment that is that, to a property that is not even yours. So you would never own that property. You would never own that property. You make it someone else's dream come true. So. so one thing that someone else could do if they do start buying a house or once they buy a house, you can sell that house. Mm -hmm. You can rent that house out to someone. Mm -hmm. So even if you don't stay there, let's so say your mortgage is a thousand a month. Mm -hmm. You can get someone to rent that house out for a certain price and they will cover the mortgage and whatever else you need to put in your pocket. Right. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. So like she says, it's an, it's an investment. I like how you think. I like how you think. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I feel like my favorite thing is assets over liabilities. You have to, you have to work hard for what you need and then reward yourself later and you can get what you want. It's some things I really, really, really want, but I'm trying to discipline myself and focus on what I really need because I got to have a disciplined mind when I'm trying to think for three other kids. And that's yeah. most important for me. I'm going to tell you something my brother told me. When I first told him that I wanted to do such and such, I was young. I was probably about 21, 22. And he was like, you got to put yourself on restriction. You got to cut out the clubs. I went to the club in person anyway, but he was like, you got to cut out the clubs. You got to cut out the women. You got to cut out hanging out with your boys. You got to go to work. When you get off of work, you come home and you work on whatever that second dream is. Correct. And you have to do that continuously. That is so true. And is that what you did or, or are currently doing? That's something I did and currently doing um, to somewhat of an aspect. Um, mm -hmm. I have to still reward myself slightly or I might go insane. <laughs> 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 I don't have that much freedom with kids. So 
Um, that's the most important thing to me. They are my world, but sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes you need a break from the world. <laughs> so when you reward yourself, what do you do? What do you do in your free time or like as far as like your hobbies or whatever? Um, in my free time, I like to probably just go out with my friends, um, have a drink or two. Um, sometimes it's just so I can just sit down and watch a movie. Like I, I literally never turn my TV on Monday through Friday. Literally mm. never watch TV <laughs> because it's either gonna be watching me or I'm not gonna be able to watch it. Like it literally takes me probably three days to finish a movie with kid with <laughs> with the workload that I have with my kids. It's always constantly rewinding. I'm going to rewind this back because I missed that part. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so just for me to be able to sit down and watch TVs, you know, is a blessing to me. If someone comes over to watch my kids for like 30 minutes and I could just go to the store by myself, it's something that that's my cigarette break. <laughs> a trip to Kroger or uh, Publix or whatever y'all may have. In the car, just to go through the drive through just, just. That's, that's my cigarette break for real. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure when you come back, you sit in the car for about 10, 15 minutes, right? Right, right. <laughs> Wait, um, getting my voice prepared. <laughs> come on now. Oh, because you know you're about to have to yell, right? <laughs> right. Or go into mommy mode. Right. Let me ask you this. You said you um the movies. Mm-hmm. What type of movies do you like? I know this isn't professional, y'all, but we're getting <laughs> to know Venetia. So what type of uh, movies do you watch? I like scary movies in the daytime. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it can't be too scary for me to watch it at night because I might have bad dreams. Um, Come I on, like, uh, I like funny movies. I like movies that make critical, like that make me think a lot. Mystery, crime, solving, all of those type of movies. What is Venetia's just off the top of your dome? What is Venetia's top movie? To watch, mm, I'm gonna say my top movie is Punisher. The Punisher. The Punisher. Yes, I love that movie because it was so revengeful. And John Wick. So <laughs> I love those type of movies where you at the bottom, you lost it all, and you gonna make everybody pay. <laughs> so I like those type of those type of movies a lot. It really just you know <laughs> revengeful. Well, y'all heard this. Don't step to her wrong because she's going to get revenge on you. She's not for revenge. You know what I'm saying? Um, You also like to travel and stuff, correct? Yes, I do when I can. Where have you been? Like, Name some places that you've traveled to. Um, I've been to Jamaica, Puerto Rico. Um, I took my daughter to New York and Philadelphia for the first time. Um, I've been to Chicago, Miami, you know, certain places like that. Anybody watching this, anybody listening to this, if you're a woman, even if you're a man, because there are single fathers here. This woman is a single mother of three. She has twins who are just one. So, you know, they're a handful. (laughs) Single mother of three. She owns two businesses, works a full-time job, still travels the world, you know, when she can. <laughs> right. And she's doing all this stuff as a single woman. Please never give up on your dreams. If she can do it, you can do it. Now, I want to get to this. I'll get back to this. Traveling-wise, out of the places you just named, what would be your favorite vacation spot? I would say my favorite vacation spot would probably be Puerto Rico. How was Puerto Rico, man? It was so nice. I traveled during COVID season and they were so strict. I felt safer there than Georgia. (laughs) Well, you know, the United States, we're idiots. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) So I felt a lot safer there than Georgia and the United States. Well, you know, of course, that's part of the United States territory, but they were just very strict on having masks on outside. Like the cop would ride by you and say, hey, put your mask on, you want to do it. <laughs> really? <laughs> they don't play that. And um, they really, they really were strict as far as the mask. Were. 
Puerto Rico. How many times have you been? Just once. Mm-hmm. Just once. Mm-hmm. I know you say you traveled during COVID. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about this whole COVID thing? Has it has it put a damper on your your day to day operations? Somewhat, but I make the best out of the situation because that really gave me time to save money. Um, as far as like not doing unnecessary spending. Um, it gave me time to open up my mind. I started both of those businesses during the COVID season. Um, it was nothing. I was working my regular nine to five and was just fine with it. And that really spiked me. I said, you know, I'm just going to do it, you know, and if it don't work out, I'm going to try it again. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) it's just something that, that really drove me. And also I'm in a position where. I don't like to depend on other people to do for me and my kids. So I want to be in a position to do for them solely with or without any help. And that is important to me. You know, during this COVID, my sister came to me, um, even from me watching different podcasts, Mm -hmm. listening to people who motivate me. They said, while we have this pandemic going on, if you don't come out of this with an extra business, more knowledge, another hobby, some other form of making money, you wasted your time. Correct. Correct. I definitely. You you definitely what now? I agree. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I mean, I know you did because look, you got two businesses out of it. (laughs) Thank you. But you're doing good. You're on a roll. What is the goal for the transportation business? I know you're trying to get in with um, FedEx right now. Well, I'm already in. Um, What I'm working on now is basically with the the dually truck, it required um, CDLs. So I wanted to attract more people with just regular license and a good driving record. Um, I'm also all for trying to help i'm gonna say i'm gonna say everyone but specifically mothers um who just want a good paying job and if you can drive and you have a good driving record uh, yeah i want you to be my driver and um also i feel like with the delivering um the fedex packages is that i will be able to expand that more effectively than a dually truck in a flatbed trailer. And also I will be able to help more people than just one person. Cause the money for the dually and tractor, I can get three vans, maybe four. Right. Right. Maybe team. <laughs> it depends on the price. But I just looked at it a better way and that means that I can help more people to make their families eat well and take care of their kids. So currently with van transportation, the truck that I have on the screen now, that's the, that's the truck. That was the truck. Mm-hmm. That was the truck. Mm-hmm. You're now trying to get something going with FedEx, like a box truck. Um, to where, like you said. Cargo van. Cargo van. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's going to be so simple for someone to drive a van. It's just for the average person, just a, a regular license, driving a cargo van, delivering packages. Um, mm-hmm. locally, you're not driving too far and you won't be out all day. Yeah. Cause with FedEx, I've worked a similar job with those cargo vans. You don't have to have CDL. Like you said, mm-hmm. I think the max that they carry is like 12,000 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, it'd be local. So you will be leasing your vehicle to FedEx. Correct. Correct. And you will just have a route. The route would vary every day, but what I want to do specifically, I want to have their route planned out. So therefore they can make arrangements for their children or, you know, just to make sure everything's covered in every aspect. Because as a mother, I know your kids come first. So I want to be that boss. So Mm -hmm. I don't want to be that other boss. Uh Oh, let's get it. They said that's much needed, man. You go, Van. Thank you. Uh, appreciate it, Mrs. Graham. So you're all for helping the people. 
mainly our people. Matter of fact, mainly single mothers mainly who can relate to you. And not I, I love black men, but recently Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Choose your words wisely. <laughs> Recently, I don't, I don't, I've got a bad taste in my mouth. I mean, it was something small, but it meant a lot to me. So it's important if it meant a lot to me. And uh, recently I did a cult drive on Facebook and everyone gave were women. And majority of these women had kids. And majority of these women had coats that they had to buy for their own children. And mm. recently, as of today, one man bought six coats. And um, I really am very thankful for that. But um, I feel like I got to go hard for my sisters <laughs> all the time. I'm all the time. This is from that. My sisters, I'm going to do it. And I help my black man too. Um, but they have to also help us. And it just go both ways. You scratch my back, I'm gonna scratch yours. Well, see, one thing about it is you need exposure. If I'm not mistaken, this is from your coat drive. They said Correct. thanks, Van Willem. Oh, my son. Completely online, and that is a nice three-in-one coat. It has a light jacket inside from Children's Place, and this has a thick coat over it. It's very nice and warm, and it has a hood attached to it. Now, is the coat drive over? No, it's still going. It's still going. People are still sending their donations, and I'm still sending out coats via Amazon. So the delivery will happen quickly. And also, right now, we've done 22 coats, and this was, took place completely online. We didn't have to do any face-to-face, -face, any six-feet distancing. It was just completely online. And it all started from one post of me saying that I was going to give away two coats. And someone said, I'll match you. Then another person said, I'll match you. And it just kept happening, kept happening, kept happening. And we just kept sending our coats. Yeah, because it's only going to get colder. Towards the cause. That that was just, like, to know I to know I had something to do with that, like, it makes me mm -hmm. feel so good. Like, stuff like that makes me happy. Um, Just to know that I did something and that was my good deed for the week. Or, you know, I try to do one good deed a week at least maybe twice but that was my good deed and that that meant a lot to me because i helped complete strangers put coats in their babies and these are not cheap coats these are good coats that are going to last they like can set from children's place two two winters and you can pass it on to someone else so it just it was a, it really made me feel good about it now this right here is a big comment so i don't know how it's gonna look on the screen I love your love for helping other women and especially mothers and understanding the babies come first. That's amazing. I hear all the time moms having issues with work and children. So for you to have that mindset is amazing. It'll set trends and also be so beneficial for you as a boss. You'll be more respected. Thank you, Mercedes, Thanks, Mercedes. Sacramento. Thank you, Mercedes. And also, I feel like your name is everything. What people remember you for is everything. And I feel like there's a lot of people who have the capacity to help people and don't. So mm -hmm. it means a lot to me. I'm not a millionaire, but if I can help someone, I'm going to do it. Hey, listen, the only thing I feel like that you need more of is exposure. And this is what <laughs> this is for. Right. I know I'm a small podcast, but like I said, by tomorrow, I promise you, probably about 300 people don't be done seeing this. And then we putting it up on YouTube in the following week. So all you need is exposure. That's all you need. This is just the beginning. Your phone is going to start ringing. Your email, your notifications for Facebook and Instagram are going to start going off. Thank you. And this is going to be, like I said, a stepping stone. This is just the beginning for you. Um, you having that passion mm -hmm. to give back to others and show love is much needed. And like I said, this winter time, it just started. It just started getting cold right here. Like a switch. <laughs> yeah. And it's only going to get colder. Yeah. See, they already started. <laughs> I already done started. 
I'm pretty sure that's one of your people, correct? Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. But I mean, they might be sincere. Oh, of course. Um, so everybody look. in my circle is sincere people. Well, look, I'm glad to have y'all. You have to have the same heart to be in my circle. <laughs> and see, that's how I feel. That's how I feel. And you doing this, it kind of like my people don't gravitate it towards you. And hopefully your sincere people can gravitate towards me. You know what I'm saying? Most definitely. He got a podcast as well. Come on now. Like I said, this is only the beginning. Okay. I'm ready. And, and his podcast, fire. It ain't virtual like this. It's fire. <laughs> um, Let me see something. What is the... What is the goal for Venetia Wheeler five years down the line? My goal five years down the line, I do not want to be working for anyone. Okay. I want to make my schedule the way I want to make it. Um, I want to have purchased a bigger home for my family, maybe remarry. <laughs> But I'm not rushing that. Um, also, <laughs> I want I want to have completed my degree in business management. Um, it's not something that I'm really focused on right now. I'm not saying don't go to school, but go to school. <laughs> I'm just saying that take your time and um, do what makes you happy and what works for you. So, okay. Okay. In five years, I want to have to have completed my degree, bought a new home, maybe relocate. And um, also be working for myself full time. How important is it to make goals for yourself? Um, it's very important to make goals for myself, being that um, you have to ha set deadlines um, because it, it, may, it helps you become accountable for what needs to be done, what you need to do, and also it keeps you going and keep it keeps you elevated. Um, me personally, I set goals for myself with companies I work for. <laughs> Geico had three years to pay me what I wanted to get paid. <laughs> they didn't pay me what I wanted to get paid, so I had to go. And then American Family, they didn't pay me what I wanted to get paid. About three years, I think two, three years, I had to go. And now I'm at Farmers and they are paying me what I want to get paid, but you just gonna keep wanting more and more for yourself. <laughs> and that's just the way it goes. And um, honestly, I hate working for someone, honestly, but it, it's it's manageable. Um, I used to be very passionate about it, but not so much since we've been inside. I was a field damage adjuster, not a desk adjuster. And it is really putting a damper on my passion for it. <laughs> so it's different. So, Venetia Willer, go-getter, single mother, multiple business under businesses under your belt. What else do you see yourself doing that may not be in that five-year goal that, you know, you've been contemplating on, you haven't really set yourself to go get it or determined to go get it yet? What else is a possibility for you? Um, I really would like to be a motivational speaker. Um, Let's get it. Because I've been through so much as a teenager, as a child. Um, I've been through so much, but we just touched bases on it lightly. Maybe we could get a little bit deeper another day, but um, I've been through so much at a young age and it made me become who I am today, um, not only that, as my in my adulthood, I went through a lot um, mm. during my twin pregnancy, and um, the journey of motherhood is hard, especially when you're doing it alone. So yeah. that's just something that I feel that if I can do it, someone else can do it. Who is in a not as bad situation as me, or even a worse situation as me. If I can do it, they can do it too. The worst thing you can do is make excuses for yourself and also have fear in your heart. You have to be okay with jumping. Mm. 
true words. Let's get it. <laughs> um, see, I kind of lost my train of thought, but that was so deep right there. <laughs> okay. You're from the Macon, Georgia area, the middle Georgia area. You still live in Georgia. You see what goes on, the cycle with us Black people, with Black women. What do you think could break the cycle? I think what could break the cycle is their environment. Also, their mentality. I feel like a lot of people have the mindset that Working for someone is okay. Living paycheck to paycheck is okay. Going out and doing the same things with their friends is okay every weekend. You're doing the cycle every day, every day, every day. You're never stepping out to do more. So how can you expect more out of life? And I feel like that mentality is a lot in making. And I really hate it. And that's why I tell anybody who has the opportunity to leave, to leave. Hmm. When I left Macon, I moved two hours away from Macon. I didn't know nobody in that city. <laughs> but I just did it because I felt like it was the best thing for me to do. And I, ever since I left, it's been up in my life. And I'm not saying Macon is a bad place, but it's hard to grow in it's hard to grow when it's when you're in a box and it's only a hole this big for you to sprout out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's hard for you to grow outside that box, especially when in that box you're surrounded about around people who are doing the same thing every day. They're not trying to be better. They're not trying to be better citizens. They're not trying to be better people. They're not trying to help people. They're not trying to they're not trying to make better of their situation. All they do is make excuses. They make excuses why they can't take this job because they don't have a ride when the bus run all around making. Like it's just so many, it's so many people make up excuses and that's why they never jump out on faith because they feel like they're afraid. So Thanks. that's the majority why they never jump out is because they're afraid. And if their mom or their aunt was okay for for them to live that way, they'll do it too. <laughs> so. My man in the comments say, what gave you the courage to leave? Let me tell you a story. <laughs> Before I left my this <laughs> one went happened, I was like, you know what? I'm so sick of it. They really pushed me out the door. And it's so small, but something so small can just mean so much bigger in my mind because that's just how I, I think. So I ordered me a pizza from Papa James. <laughs> on the east side and okay. i ordered this piece little from papa john's on the east side because i was living on the east side right before i left making and my pizza never came like, never came so i called this one like where's my pizza at? and they were like we delivered it i said no you didn't they was like yeah somebody was standing outside and they said it's theirs i was like what so somebody just grabbed your pizza. My pizza that I ordered from Papa John's. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. I got to get away from this place. And there was several incidences along with that. Just, just things that went around in the area and the environment. And I was given a great opportunity from Geico, too. Like, it was a great opportunity just to move away, make more money. And I didn't know nobody, but... I just did it. I just did it. And I was like, I hate to say it, but <laughs> people love to say that, oh, it happens everywhere. What goes on in Macon happens everywhere. Macon is only 220 miles wide. That's small. That's small, yeah. That's small. That's what not they're trying to make Macon out to be. So for you to say, it happens everywhere and that city is this small and you're basically killing someone's your cousin 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 mama auntie cousin because we are related because it's so small we're all related because it's so small in making everyone knows somebody someone is related to somebody and everybody's related mm -hmm. and 
it just, I feel like a lot of people make excuses because they love to say, oh, this happens everywhere. No, it doesn't. It only happens in making majority of the time. I mean, it happens, you know, bad things happen everywhere, but for making it be this small, it shouldn't happen this often. You don't blew my man mind. He said, "Wow." <laughs> hey. Yeah. Then Zay, he said, "We're our own worst enemy." Correct. Correct. That's a fact. That's a fact. And you know what? To piggyback off of what you just said, making it so small, mm-hmm. it's a. It started out as a country town, mm-hmm. but without expanding it, they're still trying to make it a big city. They're trying to make it a college town. They're trying to make it a tourist attraction. It ain't going to work. And you got the the ghetto right next door to it. I'm I was not about to say. Take away homes and houses and stuff, but I'm just saying making can clean up the city mm-hmm. if they really care. Um, the county that I live in, they make sure this city is up to par. We got street sweepers. We got people that cut the grass probably, I see them cut the grass probably every two weeks. (laughs) Like they don't let nothing get out of place. They have nice street lights. It's just like little, little things that can make the city better. Like no one cares. And that's the problem. But see, that's where your tax dollars are supposed to go to. Mm -hmm. But it's one of the places. Yeah. And just to piggyback on, we are our own worst enemy. We actually are like my dad, he didn't pass away from natural causes. His life was taken and making. Mm. <laughs> His life was taken and making. And I was 11 years old and I was in the house when it took place as a little girl. So that mindset alone for me, when I hear other fathers being taken and other mothers being taken, I can relate because making took my daddy too. And Oh, you, you just got to get out when you can. And hey, you know, we've been having a lot of, I know you don't stand making, but I'm pretty sure you've seen on your timeline. Yes. I ain't even got to say it. Yes. And those kids have to grow out without their parents. And who is going to love you like your parent would, especially your mother? Your mother. I couldn't imagine, well, I wouldn't be able to imagine if I'm dead, but going out thinking I'm going to have a good time and then I never make it home to see my babies. That is mind-boggling to me. And it's so crazy because I had already told a friend of mine that I was not going to go back out there. Like, I'm not going to go out there no more. Like, it's just done for me. So if they want to go out, they can come to me. (laughs) We can go out, but that's like, I'm done down there. Honestly. Man. I'm going to read this real quick. Keep pushing because you're inspiring some young lady that you might not know that's looking up to you. And that's a fact. That's true. My sister tells me all the time that I need to leave making. Been in making 32 years. Mm. I need to get out of here. You know what I'm saying? And there's so many people that you are going to meet in other places networking i've met so many great people just networking and they have they have helped open doors for me help you know just be being mentors and knowledgeable about things i'm not knowledgeable on give great advice and these are people that i met and they were strangers to me and now they're like my sisters like it's just that deep just that deep Hmm. and you know one thing that i've noticed strangers are more likely to help you and support you than the people you already know. Correct. Definitely. I definitely Sad, man. Well, look, if there's nothing else you want to touch on, I'm good. We can go ahead and end this thing here. Okay. Well, that's fine. Um, before we end the podcast, I do want to just say to everyone out there, um, to pay attention to your dreams, um, not the dreams that you have in, while you're awake, but the dreams that you have when you're actually going to sleep. Um, basically, when you go to sleep and you have dreams, I feel like that is the way God will speak to you. Um, specifically, um, I've had a, I, I've had dreams where 
I, I didn't know the meaning to, and I Googled the meaning as soon as I woke up because I kept having this dream. And it was a dream of me floating, but it's like I was floating against the floating against the by the ceiling. There was the limitations on on high high I could go, um, because I couldn't float past the ceiling. Like I wasn't outside; I was in the house, and I was floating, and my body was hitting the ceiling. And of course, I researched it and. I tied it to who I was dealing with as far as who was I, who I had in my life at the time when I was trying to repair a marriage or slash relationship that had already ended. And I felt like God was speaking to me to let me know that it was over and I would not be able to blossom to my full potential while holding on to that relationship. And at the second I decided to let that relationship go, blessings just kept coming blessings, doors opening, good things happening. And I feel like that was the way God was speaking to me that I had to let it go. And I think a lot of women struggle with letting things go because nine times out of 10, we want this family structure and not realizing that we can get a family structure from someone else who actually wants the family. And they won't have to take you through all these changes and all of this heartache in order for you to have that family, even if you you are not tied by blood. Um, because as Mike said before, sometimes strangers treat you better than your own family by blood. So I just want to say that to anyone out there. If you're having dreams, be sure to research them and um, just let go and let God because God has you. And he will also make sure that you prosper in the way that you want to prosper if you put the work in. Let's get it. That was a message for y'all. And she's speaking nothing but the truth. You know what I'm saying? Guess what? They loving it. They loving it out there. You're reaching some people with this. We're reaching people with this. If y'all watching this, if y'all missed anything, go back to the beginning. When I edit this and put it out on YouTube, it's going to be nice. It's going to be clean. You know what I'm saying? This young lady was talking. She's a single mother of three. She has twins. She has a young daughter. She has two businesses, has a transport service, has the financial, the credit counseling service. You know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, before we get out of here, Tell people how they can reach you. You can reach me at 470-213-9244. For all your credit needs, I add trade lines. I remove repossessions, collections, evictions, and also bankruptcies. And also, if you just need credit advice, I'm available as well. Because sometimes we don't know who to turn to. And of course, someone is sometimes not willing to be helpful um, in your situation. So... If you want to reach out to me, please reach out to me and I'll be more than happy to help you. What's your um your social medias? My social medias is IG is B Wheeler Financial and my Facebook is BW Financial. Um, my website is currently under construction. We're working on getting it remodified, so it's not accessible at this time, but Feel free to contact me by 470-213-9244 or my email is bwheelerfinancial at gmail.com. Before I let you go, I got a comment in here. Student loans, can you help with that? I can remove the student loan late payments. I cannot remove the student loan itself because it's a government funded loan. It's something that the government controls, not like the other creditors that have, you know, put the items on your credit. But I can definitely remove the late payments if you were late on the student loans. And one thing that I just learned this week, mm -hmm. even if you do remove the student loans, mm -hmm. you're still going to owe the government. Correct. It's <laughs> like you said, it's government. Correct. You ain't ducking them. No, they want their money. <laughs> Facts. That's a fact. Well, Mrs. Willow, happy to go ahead, um, go ahead. move the late payments, just can't remove the loan itself. 
Okay. Look, y'all listening, please contact this young lady. She's here to help you, especially my women out there. She's here to help you. She's for the people. Always. <laughs> but we're going to go ahead and wrap this thing up. It's your boy, Mike Ryder, Mr. Accountability, the man behind the microphone. Thank you for supporting. Thank you for watching this very special episode. If you want to see the platform grow and do even better, hit the cash app. Dollar sign, Mike Ryder. That's dollar sign, Mike Ryder. You can also, let me see where I got it at. You can subscribe to me on your favorite media platforms, YouTube, Spotify, Anchor FM, Facebook, Twitter, almost everywhere I am, Mike Ryder Talks. Everywhere that you go get your stuff, your entertainment, your podcasts, whether they're visual or audio, Mike Ryder Talks. I upload episodes every week. Every week I put episodes out there. And you know what, man? I ain't gonna hold y'all much longer. I'm finna run this video and we about to get out of here. Uh, I swear sometimes my mind drifts. Gotta be stupid now till you make it from dying here. Hey, I lost the closest thing to my heart and almost drowned in tears. But granted, Liz is still standing. I would never hide a fear. I stand bold on these ten toes. Said I was gonna do it and I did it. Niggas talk, but I'm never moved by their opinions. I make music for those that love the culture. Women that's in tune with their children. And all the go getters that made it over. I do this for the forgotten city you're making, Georgia. They wrote us off, oh, it's ready, but the wait is over. Hey, look, real quick before y'all get out of here. My sister, man, I love you. I appreciate you for always being there for me. You said great show, great information. Can't wait to support this young lady. She done got out of here, but I'm pretty sure she can't wait to show love to you. My boy OG Wolf, he said, we too big for this place, Mike. That's a fact. I see where your mind is. You were one of my guests. And in just that hour that we talked, bro, I see where your mind is. We're too big for making, like you said, but I'm about to get out of here. And like always, I love you too. <laughs> and like always, before I go, I want everybody out there to be blessed. <laughs>